Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over there and start using it now. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Earners is 2021, the year of execution. In order to execute, we have to have information. And the number one place to get the information, EYL University. Shadi, tell them what we bring in. Yes, EYL University has been reloaded. We already have 100 past webinars. We already have weekly webinars. We already have our private investment group on Facebook. We already have monthly financial planning calls. We already have bi-weekly real estate calls. But what has been added to EYL University this year is access to MG the Mortgage Guy's Home Buyer's Blueprint, which walks you through the home buying process from A to Z. And what has also has been added, breaking news alert. Everybody always asks to be in our group chat. And when we talk about all the investment plays that we are making, we are going to have investment calls, group chat calls with me, Troy, and the whole team and walk you through our plays that we're making and give you insight into our portfolios. All of that for 75% off. That's right. We are doing a blowout sale, 75% off for a limited time only. Go to EYLUniversity.com right now and sign up. See you on the other side. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Bag drop. Bag drop. <laughs> <laughs> mic drop. Bag drop. Bag drop. All right, guys, welcome back. EYL, biggest in the game edition. The biggest. Hall of Fame edition for sure. That's so, a fact. 
First and foremost, it's an honor to be in the presence of greatness. So we in the Rap Snacks headquarters. If you're not familiar with Rap Snacks, we're gonna make you familiar by the end of the show. So we got the legendary Master P. Needs no introduction. We have um, Wise Intelligent, uh, president of Rap Snacks Foundation. Peace to the God. Peace, peace. Oh, peace. Yeah. James, <laughs> James Lindsay, uh, CEO and founder of Rap Snacks. So first and foremost, gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Yes, thank you yes. for having me. Yeah, sure. Like, we glad to be here, man. For yeah. sure, for sure. So, I mean, let's jump right into it. Um, you know, we we got the product right there, <laughs> the product yeah. placement. Uh, P, you were talking about some, talking about product off camera. So, where are we at with Rap Snacks? Because it's an interesting story. I believe the company originally started in 1994, right. and this is the relaunch. And for me, it's dope to see like Cardi B and Lil Boosie. It reminds me of like a Wheaties box. Right. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. the Wheaties yeah. box All situation. Wheaties box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Where are we at with Rap Snacks in 2021? We're basically, man, Rap Snacks is, you know, we're like, you know, envisioning that Rap Snacks is going to be the biggest brand in the world, you know, eventually. Because we come with the, the culture of, of hip-hop, but our brand is outside the box. You know, it's not something that people are kind of used to. You know, today's world, they want something disruptive, something, you know, that's right in their face. But the secret to our success is actually the product and how well it tastes. You know, um, I was the first one to create honey barbecue potato chip years ago, right? And I've always noticed that a lot of these other brands, they have, you know, flavor profiles that are kind of bland and not really what I, w- I would say that, you know, come a kid from the inner city would really want. You want something that is bold and something that's flavorful. So if you open the bag of wrap snacks, man, we're flavor profiles, and we got two times the seasoning as somebody else's product out there in the marketplace. You know, and I'm one of them guys. I'm a nice guy, but if I go out in the marketplace and it says a honey barbecue on my bag, and it tastes like a plain chip, I'm mad. Somebody's going to No, I mean, but just to be real, you know, James Myers about it. A lot of that stuff, you know, it don't taste as good as wrap snack, and we've been supporting that for years. And we changing that narrative because it's us owning products. And we're like James say, we're not just making it for people that look like us. We're making product for the world. Mm. So they do it all the time with us. They use us. They use our imagery. They use uh, our culture. And then we promote these brands. And we have no ownership. We changing that narrative to where now we're making big brands for the world, for humans. Not just a black, white uh Latino or Indian thing. This is for everybody. So when you pick up a Rap Snacks, you pick up a Biggest Smalls bag, a Cardi B, you know that this is for the world. And we expanding in the product. And so that's what we changing the game at, putting some diversity on these shelves to where it's us having products on the shelves so we could feed our families, feed our communities. Our motto is the more we make, the more we give. You know, I'll give you a prime example. Yeah. You know, if you go to Jackson, Mississippi, which is one of our most, you know, southern marketplaces, and if you go into the stores that we sell to, less than 1% of those stores are owned by minorities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, people that look like us, you know. And what we always say that our communities are over-extracted, you know, because what happens is everything is going is going out and nothing's coming back in because we don't own any of the products other than the wrap snacks and some of the items that we're trying to put 
together, me and P are trying to put together. We consumers, yeah. we not producers, yeah. right? So, and we have to change that narrative. Yeah, and uh, and it's, it's kind of you know we always say it's deeper than rap snacks. That's yeah. all <laughs> 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 I like that. So I mean it. It started in '94, yeah. Yes. Uh, but obviously, the name rap. We know hip hop influences the world, not right. just hip hop music and fashion. Like it affects everything in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And so, in 2003, you decided to put rap images. Mm-hmm. What was like the the idea? Like you saw what it was doing and said, you know what, we got to put the most popular people in the world on our products. Yeah, what I did, I, I um, you know, I was telling um, one of the guys out in, in the lobby that I approached Universal Music Group. You know, the lady was uh, Jackie Reinhardt. She was the president of um, um, Universal Marketing. And I said, Jackie, y'all spending all this money on, you know, these stickers and posters that people are taking down every day. You. you know, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said, y'all can give, y'all can give me that money. You know, I can put it on my bag, you know, chips and it's something that they're going to use not only as a souvenir, but they're going to use it as, it's a fact-finding mission. You know, like, all right, you know, let me go in the back of the bag and scan, you know, our code, your code, and see more information about your artists, mm. you know. So we, I kind of, you know, and we say in Philly, I kind of flipped the, the script on them a little bit, you know. And I'm like, hey, you know, why not, you know, add another option to what you guys are marketing? And that was the really the creation of putting rap snacks, you know, on um, artists on the rap snacks bag. Before that, we had MC Potato on the bag. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I, I know Lil, Lil Romeo was the person on the Honey Barbecue trip. Yes, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah so. You know, let me just tell you that, yeah. you know, so how I met P okay. was, you know, P was actually had his label at Universal. Mm-hmm. P over there, you know, and got that bag from him. Yeah. Over there. Legendary. Over there, right? So, you know, and I got a call, you know, from P. He's like, man, I really like what you're doing. You know what I mean? I said, well, I appreciate that, man. You know, so, you know, this is always, I always tell people in my interviews that me and P are like brothers because yeah. the bottom line is that we've kind of grown into understanding, you know, you know, who does what? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm the creator of all the products and what have you. He's a, you know, P goes out in the markets. He has a big brand, you know, and we, we basically. He's really the black Willy Wonka. That's what Black Willy Wonka. Because look, let me tell y'all something. Me, I'd be ready to go. We get a product, I'm like, James, let's put this out right now. <laughs> like, nah, bro, we got to get it. You know, he from Philadelphia, brother. I'm like, dude, let's get this money. He's like, no, bro, let's. Let's get it straight. We're going to make sure it tastes good. These hootie hoos, this should have been out. Right. James had to taste this thing 38 times, <laughs> for real. Yes, and I'm like, you know what? But when, he, when the magic came, the magic yeah. came. Yeah. So yeah. that's what's good. We, we balance each other off. And I think that's what's good about this. Because even the noodles, mm-hmm. at first, you know, we knew we came up with something good. Because we was like, you know what? We've been eating noodles all our lives, but we never owned it. Right. And so... You know, I'm like, James, we got to get this out now. And it was, he was like, you know, we got to find the right place to make this. Right. You know, all these different things that would create a business. You got to trust the process. Mm-hmm. Our people don't want to trust the process, but we figured out in this in our journey, like, like James said, way back then, nobody believed but us. Me and James have been on little planes, little places, going to these factories and stuff, trying to make this happen. This man really is a genius. He don't get the prop. We done helped a lot of people into the game. But now we able to take our business and we built PJ Foods and taking this to another level because we got to start thinking, stock, taking companies public. And that's where Wise come in at because in the foundation part, I just think that what we created, our people are going to be proud hundreds of years from now saying, look what we've done. Because we got all kind of product now. 
And this all started from potato chips. But expanding our brand and expanding our mind, saying whatever they could do, we could do it better. But this man know how to make sure it tastes good. Yeah. That's what you say. You can put it in a brown paper bag, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're gonna buy it if it tastes good. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna buy it. You know, but you know, learning is part of you know, yes. of course, the financial literacy, right? You know, like I know that we when we make this product out there and put it on the shelves, it got to be ten times better than other products out yes. there in the marketplace. You know. We can have Jesus on the back. Yeah. <laughs> if that product ain't good in the side, they ain't buying it no more. Especially us. Because you know, we gonna, we gonna criticize <laughs> What? Think about it. Like, man, I don't like that, man. They got too, like, but give us a chance. Like, right. we, we got to get a chance to get this out there. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the imbalance is. When you talk about economic empowerment, we don't own nothing because we don't trust the process with us. We let all these companies grow and get better, and we don't mind promoting, marketing them, buying their product, but we don't do it for us. And I told Jane, we're going to change that narrative. This is not only you're going to see Rap Snacks, Uncle P product, you're going to see thousands of people that look like us that own products and brands because we're going to kick these doors open. Yeah, you know, and this to add to that, P, if y'all go into a supermarket, you'll see all these sections. You'll see, you know, Hispanic section, which is Goya. Goya is a $3 billion company, right? All Hispanic products, right? You'll go to another section where... The, the you know, Indian, like, the Indian, Indian That's section. a fact, that's a fact. Yeah, they'll have that. You don't have any one section, but, right? And I want to bring this up because this is important because this is how we're going to change, we really change the narrative. Yes. Because without distribution, you can have the best product in the world and nobody gets to change to taste it. You know, you're not going to get... It's not going to go anywhere. Nobody so gotta, knows Yeah, you. so our <laughs> philosophy is to be able to... You know, start with wrap snacks, but also yeah. build that out with other products. Yeah. That when people want to buy our stuff from the culture, they can go to one section in the store, like they buying you know any um product in Macy's, and they yeah. know that they're buying you know, you know this line or that line. That's a valid point. Mm-hmm. I, I never thought of that before because I go to the grocery store in my neighborhood, and it's definitely the, it's um like the Indian section, the Chinese yeah. section, yes. yeah. And Hispanic I've never section. I've never seen an African American section. Yeah, you never, never seen it. Mm-hmm. Because we, because we, the thing of it is, is that we've had products out there, but they didn't represent our culture. Uncle Ben, yep. Aunt your mama, yeah, right. I know all the stories yeah. behind that. Straight me, mockery. Yeah, me and P, we talked about that. We were the yeah. ones that pushed that narrative to get yeah. them off the shelves. Yeah, we wanted to, We started that movement. Oh, like, you started that? Yes, we started that movement. Like, yeah. all right, okay. we, we educated our yeah. people to to them say the thing about it is, we have to educate us because it's not about the money; it's about wisdom. And people don't realize if you don't know, how can you change the narrative? Because we done burned down blocks. We done tore stuff up in different cities. Now we're trying to buy back the blocks. Yeah, we buying mm-hmm. them back. But not only are we buying them back, we educated enough to know what to do when we get the money. Yeah. And that's something that they never taught us. Because when you look at it, we just met. We said, how do we make real change and growth through economic empowerment? Because we went out there. Think about it. After we did all that picketing and marching and all this stuff, what else happened different? So, P, let me ask you this, because I, I feel like there's a lot of um, crossover from like being an entrepreneur in one area to being an entrepreneur in another area. So everybody yeah. knows you had a legendary you know, situation where I believe it was 85-15 yep. split. Yep. And um, it was crazy. I think one year y'all put out... Let me see, because like I, I was doing a notes on this, and it was like I, I couldn't even, yeah. I could, I couldn't even believe how many al- album, how many albums you guys actually put out one year. It was um in 1996 you put out four albums, in 1998 you put out 23 albums, so that's like two albums every single month. Yeah. So a, is 
is that like the same? Because I'm seeing a lot of product. Are you flooding the streets like? Man, like we, we, <laughs> just like we flood the hood, we flooding the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the we changing the game because you watching what we doing. Like we said, we started with the chips. Now we got 10, 12 different products that's coming from everywhere. Because when you look at it, these are all products that we are buying. And so people were scared back in the days when I was putting the music out, saying you can't put that many records out at a time. And I'm saying, why not? Mm. If they like one, we, they selling thousands of records every week. How come it can't be coming from us? And so we went from selling 10 records to 10,000 to a million records to 100 million records independently. And they didn't think we could do it. The same thing. And I look at me and James is like, Martin Luther King and the people that came before us, they fought for us for our freedom and civil rights. I feel like what me and James is fighting for, and that's just me. We fighting for economic empowerment for our people. That's what they're going to remember us for. When it's all said and done, they're going to say these are the guys that show black people that they could own business, create it, and get out there and make a difference. Because we know this is all temporary success. But we know we could pass this down from generation to generation to our kids, our grandkids, great-grandkids. You look at Uncle Ben and Aunt Jemima, that was around for 130 years. Till we finally woke up. They made billions off us, and we was cool with it. Our culture didn't say that we supported it. And we didn't even flinch. But every time we put out something, they, it's, it's like, you know, that's the power of the Internet, though. It's a gift and a curse. Everybody got something to say. So we don't, we don't attain the wealth that they attain because they just only see this, the product. What me and James see, taking companies, public, stock, Everything that's going on right now, like this is not it for us. Y'all might see this product, but I'm going to tell y'all, y'all see why it's here. You see all this together. We're talking about creating banks. That's what we're talking about. So talk about that. Yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. You, can let that, you can let it out there. Y'all say y'all the hottest podcast. Y'all get off the press. Since you mentioned it. So like like James says, deeper than rap snacks it is because we creating we creating online banking for disadvantaged people. So you know a lot of us unbankable people. Yeah, unbankable kids, people. They're unbankable now. They don't have bank accounts. It's sixty-three million people in this country that don't have bank accounts. You and know, so I, when I'm I, from when the I, hood, yeah, you know, people going to check cards and places and. And, yeah. che- and casting their checks, right? And where, where do we put our money at? And so when I talk about uh, disadvantage, I'm talking about financially disadvantaged. And our culture, a lot of us are like that. Like, we can't even get a second chance because we'd have messed up with these big banking systems. And now we feel like we're going to give our people a second chance mm-hmm. to be able to, to have bank accounts, credit cards. Uh, but, but do it to where we educate our people and our culture. And, yeah. yeah, it's interesting, you know. So to piggyback off Pete, the Boss Up Foundation, we address these direct these issues directly. You know, yes. when we look at our community. You know, our community is not necessarily under resourced. We have wealth. We have buying power. We have yes. one point two trillion dollars in collective buying power that leave the community at the point of purchase because we don't produce anything. We yes. don't control the retail. Like James said, out of a thousand stores in Mississippi that we deal with. Only three of them are black owned. That's insane. So by teaching people to develop products, that covers the, the part of the equation where we're no longer consumers and we're keeping 
the money rotating in the community, circulating in the community longer so that it can empower the institutions in the community that sustain our lives. That's what's been the problem. And so we're talking about producing products, we're talking about asset management, stock market, and we're talking about real estate. So we talk about buyer blocks, we're talking about stock boss up, we're talking about Innovation Cafe, which is a program that teaches young people how to develop products, you know, from start to finish, from conception, conception to the shelf. You know, so these are things that are necessary. Like, for example, you look at Boston right now. I'm on the phone with my guy earlier. Uh, one of the programs that we're developing around the stock market, it's for youth. It's called Black Junior Black Wall Streeters. And in Boston, the wealth gap is $247,000 to $8. That's a fact. The, a net, fact. the wealth of the, every, of the average wealth of black families in Boston is $8. To two hundred forty-seven thousand. Yeah, it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. The crazy part is that yeah. the prediction is it's going to be zero. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be zero. But what? Well, guess the what? The pandemic accelerated that. Yes. Yeah. But, but guess what? what? We don't educate ourselves. Yeah. You know what? And that's what the boss of banking is about. Man, Pete talked about it for a long time. Yeah. It was wise. We're going to create entrepreneurial programs. You know that's going to help people understand. How to become bankable? Like when you go, you know, when I first started out, you know, I had forty thousand dollars from friends and family. I went to the bank and one day, the first thing they asked me is, you know, do you have collateral? You know, and most of us don't, and we don't understand how to get collateral, how to become bankable, how to get your credit right. You know, where you can go and say, hey, you know, I need a loan to start off with. You know, so we're not trying to do anything anybody else is doing. We're trying to take them on sixty-three million people. Give them, educate them on how to become more financially responsible, period. And is that, is that entails helping them to create the credit, you know, from, you know, opening up the account to, you know, basically helping them give information about what kind of business to go into and how to get into business. That's what we're going to be doing. That's the focus of, you know, the boss of banking. And, that, and that's us. That's us helping us. That's what you guys got to realize. We're teaching us how to boss up. You know, we're tired of saying we're a poor culture. We're one of the poorest cultures in the world. No, we spend trillions of dollars. Why we don't have money coming back that we able to dictate where it goes. And, you know, we, like, we buy a lot of product that even in stocks, like, like uh, why I said, we buy a lot of product, but we don't even invest in the products that we like because we don't un understand it. We're not educated to that. $1,000 in Intel at its IPO would be worth $2.94 a day. That's if you invested in, in Tesla, you know, 10 to 15 years ago, where, you know, $1,000, what would you be worth now? Yeah. Right? But we don't know that. You know, no. I didn't understand about investing in the stock market until about 10 years ago. I was just telling people, I just look, I look at it every other minute now because, again, you know. So do we. But y'all got to realize this, right? This is the conversations we got to be having. You look at me and Wise and James, we all come from urban communities and we all come from poor backgrounds. But the difference is, and we all come from hip hop. Mm -hmm. But look where we are. So you followed our movement then. Follow this movement with us now, the path that we own, because that's how we get well. It's all about economic and banking. They don't teach us that. I don't, whatever school you go to, they teaching their kids this in middle school and high school. They don't teach us that. They, we all know we, we're going to get a nice car, some jewelry, and we're going to live in somebody's house. We ain't even thinking about having our own house. We just want a nice car and some jewelry and go from there. We, we have to deprogram us. 
And I think the next thing that we have to look at, you know, with us, in order to build wealth, you know, it's all about acquiring other companies. And that's what me and James talk about a lot now. You know, we put ourselves in a position to acquire other companies and also to be able to invest in other people's dreams uh, that they have and saying that we could do it. Instead of having to go wait for somebody else, that's what our banking. They don't. They don't. They don't understand it. Necessarily understand their dreams. Yeah. You know. I mean. You know. If I told somebody about rap snacks, you know, ten, fifteen years ago, they they were looking at me like I was crazy. Yeah. You know. So you know. Again, you know, it's all about you know really collectively trying to help each other and understand the movement and that we're stronger in numbers. Yeah. This, this is a movement. You know, like I, I want. I wanted the people know this is not about. Hip hop. This is a real movement that we can change the narrative when it comes to economic empowerment. So, um, so you guys are business partners in a variety of different things, not yes. just rap snack. Absolutely. So, you're, it's interesting what you just said. Cause I was looking on your page, and I saw you bring a lot of small business owners on your page, and you highlight yes. them and all of that. Yes. So, and you said something that was crazy, where a lot of people don't even they don't even know their dream. You gotta yeah. mold their dream for them. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you bringing those people on your page is that part of like? Building an ecosystem and then yes. coming under the umbrella? Yes, because my thing is uh, when you look at these people with their different ideas and they just need some exposure. And my thing is I'm saying we waste a lot of time and money, but if I can invest back into somebody else because somebody going to hit. Like James <laughs> said, nobody believed in his dream back then. Like, you know, at one time, me and him was the only one on the bus doing what we got to do. But... Other people have those dreams, but they don't know where to go at. And so we saying, even with me saying, we built a channel on YouTube, which is important for the culture. You know, people look at Shark Tank and all, but they're not looking at just the people at the bottom. We're looking at the entrepreneur at the bottom level saying, this guy could one day have all this. So we want to be a part of helping them. It's like, it's like venture capital. Yeah. Yes. And so we we saying, so I, I built. It's venture capital, excuse me, Pete. Yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. But the underground, yes, underground venture yeah, capital. capital. Us, like sa- it's know. also saving us. You know what I'm so we, yeah. we're saving us because yeah. we're at the. But we got all these great ideas, and they steal it from us because we don't know where to get the money from. We don't know how to expose it to the world. So we exposing these products and, and giving them a platform to market them. So for me, I'm a marketing genius. This is this is all about me being a marketing genius. Saying, you know what? Instead of just having this for me, I want thousands at the table with us. When y'all, y'all see me, James, why I just at the table, I want thousands of people that look like us at the table saying, man, my idea is there. Because if you look at what I've done with MasterPReviews.com, we made sure that people get shine, that have great product. That, and we found so much great product out there that nobody probably would know about if we didn't have that space. We're so, the most, one of the most creative people on this earth, man. Yes. You know, we just don't have the outlets. Everybody don't have the outlets. And where, where I'm going to ask y'all where the mm-hmm. most talent yeah. at. Yeah. Where, I mean, wait, I want to know. Where, where, where's the most talent at? Our t- here, in, 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 in our culture. In, in our America. culture. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give y'all a better answer. In the graveyard. In the graveyard. Most oh. of us don't get a chance yeah. to bring that talent out and enlighten. It's a lot of people with great ideas never got it because, you know, we're not going to last forever. So... so no, because yeah. why I said it, he said getting the idea from scaling it from the idea to the shows, right? And so, James, I'm thinking like 
where do we start, right? I, I, somebody was saying this, like, yo, if you can get hot where you are, there's right. a good chance that you'll make it, right? Yeah, and so when we're trying to make these wraps, when we're making wrap snacks, are we starting in mom and pop stores? Because I know we got, we got to scale it to another level. Oh, absolutely. You know, I was in mom and see, my whole philosophy initially with wrap snacks was, you know, I'm going to spread the brand all through the mom and pop inner city stores around yes. the country where I'm from, right? And eventually when I get hot enough, you know, it's like an artist, a local artist. You get hot enough, they gonna come. They gonna come seeking for you. They gonna like, oh yeah, they this is something. They gonna come looking for you. And anything, you know, you know, and you know, there's different levels, you know, to you know, producing and distributing a brand, well, particularly distributing a brand because what happens when you go from corner store, there's no entry level fee. You go to some of these supermarket chains, they have what they call sliding fees, where for every space that you have, they charge you. Might need to be on that. On Talk that about show. that. People might yeah, not know. Right. They might not know about that. Yeah. So sliding fees again. It's it's just a, you know, it's something. It's almost like a mortgage, a rent that they're paying you for that space. You got to pay for that space. You know, and if you're if you're not ready for that, it really financially can ruin you, mm-hmm. right? Because your terms may not, you know, be enough to support, you know, the, that you know those, that you know that situation. You know, and my thing was, you know, going into the inner city mom and pop stores. The bottom line is that they love wrap snacks. I ain't, I didn't, didn't and it was and I didn't have to pay for no space. My, my kids was eating everything. Getting to them grocery right. stores and getting them major chain stores. Right. Now you have to pay to be on them shelves, and that's mm-hmm. the difference. That's why you don't see a lot of people that look like us. So you save on the bottom line. Like I'm not mm-hmm. paying to be in the mom and pop, as opposed to paying to be in the Kroger's or something. like that. Right? Yeah, because they what they do is that they have what they call a planning ground, right? So the planning ground, when you go into a shelf, you'll see all. You'll see wrap snacks. You'll see Campbell's soup. You'll see all these different, you know, items. And basically, they're saying, "Hey, you got to pay for that space." If your item that they really saying, "Hey, we can take you or leave you." Now, with wrap snacks, we ain't paying for none of that space yeah. because we're filling that void. And we're, you know, when we first got into Walmart, the buyer basically she said, "James, y'all been very incremental to our category," yeah. meaning that people that came used to come in that store. You know, um, just for y'all to know that's watching out there in the hood, they call that soft pressing. So you ain't gonna soft press. They call it the Philly press, huh? <laughs> yeah. But you know, the bottom line is that she was like, hey, now you have people that was coming to our stores that didn't come before to buy wrap snacks. So the key for them is to find incremental products that they can have in their shelves because they buy wrap snacks while you're in the store, they might buy some other products as well. You know, so that's why they call it an incremental business. Let me let me ask you guys, P, I definitely want your opinion on this. The first time I heard both of you guys speak, yeah. well, when I was actually part of a conversation with both of you guys mm-hmm. was in, on Clubhouse. Yes. Clubhouse recently got the billion dollar valuation. Yeah. And I know you Uh-oh. had you you had some opinions <laughs> about that. So I just want y'all to know. <laughs> right? <laughs> And that's spectacular. That's what he got me into this. It's his fault. So look, <laughs> so look no, spec, this is how it happened. Spectacular be calling him and jugging. Man, you need to get on Clubhouse. I said, you know what? We're about to make another one of them a billionaire. And what I mean about that, because the guy who did Clubhouse is not nothing against him. He a genius. He created a platform that we all could go on. I'm just saying for us, we need to create that for us. If one of us, if me and James did that right now, how many people uh, entertain us, even the ones we done paid already, how many of them really going to follow us on that? And what my thing is, Clubhouse 
has done a great job in putting us in a space. I'm just saying we got to think of creating that narrative because that's how we create billionaires. This guy, what what we did, we didn't uh, took that took a company to to be a billion dollar valuation. Like think about it, over twelve <coughs> over twelve million dollar investment, which they won't give us. If Spec say he want to start uh, a, a clubhouse right now, he's not going to be able to get twelve million dollars up front, which he say he can, but I don't believe it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't believe it. But I'm just saying, I'm just Perhaps. saying, Perhaps. I'm just saying just, just facts. Right. The average, because they, they, they even have a company called Cookout. Yeah, shout out yeah, to Cookout. Yeah, yeah. Shout, yeah. shout out to Cookout. Yep. But let me tell you something about Cookout, what I think that have, the narrative have to change. We got to stop creating black companies. Like when you look That's at Rap Snacks, we're not a black company. We, we make stuff for the human beings. This is we, for we everybody. Say culture. The culture. culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so think about it. But it's black owners. So that's the only thing I'm saying. Add some diversity in the technology side mm-hmm. to where we own something that we could sell to them. We have to reverse the game now. Because now we want them to buy our products. But we want to have the control. And we want to control the narrative with ownership. And that's what I mean by Clubhouse. That's it. They got a great product. I'm, I'm happy for them. Yeah, but, but I'm saying we need to control those types. How we put money back in the community. In the Because we know if we make a billion dollars, everybody come and look for us. Say, P, you going to do for the hood. Okay. <laughs> no, let's be honest. I'm going to tell y'all straight up. Oh, y'all ain't went to one Clubhouse owner. You don't even know how he looked. Nobody know his name or nothing. I know his name. One of them, Paul David. But guess what? Paul Davidson, but... Y'all haven't said nothing. Y'all haven't said, come on, put some uh, stuff back in our communities. We don't, because you don't even know where to go to. We do it over and over again. See, see, think about it. We, we keep do doing that. That's, yeah, that's what I'm absolutely. saying. Let me, when, when are we going to change that? We realize that we the resource. Right. Exactly. We are the bag. They say secure the bag, secure right. bag, but we are the bag. Yes. We, hip-hop is a perfect example. You go back to hip-hop in its inception, when it came out, when it started to pop, you know, the community gave it away, basically. Because we didn't create any businesses around the yes. genius and innovation of the youth in the inner city. So others came into the community and said, hey, this is genius. Let's make some turntables and allow them to do that. That can allow them to scratch the record, blend the record back and forth. Let's make drum machines that can sample that little segment in the <laughs> classic so they, they can rap over it. And they came in and they created an entire economy around hip hop. $10 billion a year in the U.S. alone. $10 billion a year. We see in less than 1% of the culture itself, you know? So P is 100% right. We gotta, we gotta start creating businesses around a business like with Rap Snacks. You look at Rap Snacks, it's the same thing. People say, okay, this is chips, this is chips. No, it's packaging, it's graphics. These are all businesses. Manufacturing, you can create a manufacturing business and, and help manufacture some of these potato chips and yeah. popcorn. And noodles. And yeah. noodles and yeah. everything yeah. else. You know, but, you can hey. put a group together, buy a manufacturing company, like he said, acquiring companies. Yes. Acquire a manufacturing company and now you producing the right But, but why is we afraid to hear the truth? Because everybody on Clubhouse but with Pete tripping. No, Pete ain't tripping. He educating y'all. Y'all just wanted somewhere where y'all could argue with each other and be mad and do it. Let's be honest. But Pete, you know you Pete, could do, Pete. No, but I'm saying it's some good, James. It's some great things yeah, going on there. But at is. the same time, mm-hmm. our culture is looking at the little mustard seed and not looking at the tree. The tree is, this is a billion-dollar company that was created in seven months. Well, yeah, but that, and that's why I want to jump in. Because if you think about these investment companies, right, 
you know, they started out Clubhouse with how much money, P? $12 million. $12 million, right? So you start out with $12 million, and they say the evaluation is what? A billion. A billion. A billion. A billion dollars, right? In seven months. All right. So if everybody is familiar with the stock market, right? We're talking about the stock market. The stock market, they, the brands and the stocks usually advance off what? News, mm-hmm. right? So the same people that are putting that press release out that they're worth X amount of dollars are the same people behind Clubhouse. Right, 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 right. So what they're doing is that they create they create news for they everybody. Drop it can, up even higher. Right, they're hopping up even higher, even higher. And everybody has to come in and say, oh, I want to be investing in Clubhouse. Really, but, you know, and see, so that's the game we got to understand because they playing a the game with us. We really don't even understand. Emotional intelligence. We playing checkers while they playing chess. Really? I'm going to only say, I'm making y'all think. We got to start mm-hmm. playing chess. That's what we got to start doing as a culture. Because we only see, oh, I'm, I got something I could talk on. I could be. That's why I say we just made another one of them a billionaire. And you got to look at it. If that company is evaluated right now at a billion dollars, is really on the stock market side gonna be worth a hundred billion. Right, right. And that's what we're saying, educating us. So we're not even seeing that because we just wanna see, oh, this is what it is. And I'm just telling y'all, if one of us would have named the business clubhouse, what well, it's a club, why are we gonna do like we would have had a thousand mm-hmm. different things to say why this not gonna work. Yeah. So you're not even looking at the technology. I'm just saying we need to wake up. I'm just waking my culture up and educating them. Now, whoever don't like it, it's cool. The truth hurt. I get it. So you can go do what you got to do. I'm just saying we need to create. So we can't do another clubhouse. It's not going to be unique. It's not going to work. I'm just saying we got to create that. And we can't support clubhouse because it's another man that created a business and it's something that we all use. That's cool. I'm cool with that. But I'm just saying now we have to invest in us and support us with the next technology that we come up with. That's what this is all about. Absolutely. So that's that's all thing I'm saying. Stock boss up. I mean, yeah. stock boss up is is one of the first social media investment platforms that's strictly for learning. Yeah. We we launched this app last year in April, and uh, you can go on. It's like Instagram meets Robinhood. You go on, you set up a profile just like you would on Instagram. You can follow people, and you get a million dollars in stimulated money. And it follows the stock market in real time. It has the ultimate investment guide to teach you all the terms as you go so you can learn as you go. And the, the, the amazing thing about it is the algorithm lets the top performer portfolios trend to the top of your feed. So you see what works immediately. You can copy and paste somebody's entire portfolio yes. into yours and you instantly making money. You can take your real money now and put it into these stocks because you see it working already. They're beating the stock. Our gurus, we have guru of the week. The top performing portfolios pop up. They outperforming this, the uh, market, the S&P, by like 69%, 79%. One kid is on there outperforming the S&P and the Dow by about 329%. It's insane. So the platform is like a digital version of paper trading, in a sense? Yes, gotcha. absolutely. Gotcha. absolutely. So, Wise, what, what we got to do is, you know, this is the big show when it comes to financial literacy. Well, we got the biggest show when it comes to stock called Market Mondays. So, Market Mondays. Market Mondays. So, we got we to run this back with Market Mondays. But y'all, y'all got to realize, though, think about it. 
for our culture, this conversation ain't sexy, but it should be. Because everybody trying to get to the it's bag. Getting it's getting there. You know what I'm saying? It's getting but, there. No, but that's what I'm saying. It's Us ha- holding these conversations and letting our culture know how big it is. Because if we're not educated to this, you know, times are changing. Yeah. And they saying it's a t- changing of the guard. And if you're not prepared in 2022, you either going to be rich or poor. Mm. No So we telling that's y'all right now. So right. you know, if you just popping bottles, you hanging in the club, you know, everybody got 24 hours. You just spending your money, you're not investing your money, you're not gonna have no money a year from now, yeah. 10 years from now. So you're gonna be in panic mode. The same way this pandemic has put a lot of people in panic. Some people made people go create business. That's what I love about it too. So uh you look at these hard times. It made people start thinking. And I hope that now, even from the hip-hop culture, that everybody that's watching this saying, you know what? Let me understand what they're saying. Let me take notes. Let me study this stuff. Let me better myself. Because that's all they're doing. They're giving this information to their culture and their people. And they said, I'd rather be around one of them that I don't like and make some money with them, but we rather hate on each other and say, oh, I can't mess with you because I don't like you. So y'all, we, y'all got to realize it's us, self-hate. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to give you the game, just like the Boss Up program. That's for free. We ain't charging nobody nothing. So I don't get why people are not, by the millions coming on saying, let's understand this. Let's be a part of this. Even with, you look at the Master P Review Channel, we are helping people. Like, most people charge people to put them on their page. And we like, no, man, we want you guys. I do this for free. And people still question, well, why you do what do you want me to do? Like, let's be real. You want the old me? You want the ice cream man? <laughs> That's what you really like want. Saying, uh, like, dude, I done changed my life. It's crazy. I done, I done showed y'all that this is for real, that I come from the ghetto. I come from the struggle. And look where I'm at right now. Follow me on that journey. Y'all see I'm getting some real money. We're not sitting around there waiting on them. We are creating business, creating opportunity for our people. And I just think that we have to stop that self-hate because what me and James talked about the other day, it's like if you're not happy with yourself, we can't help you. If you got money, you should be happy. Like they got dudes got money sitting around with frowns on their face. I'm like, man, what's wrong with you? Man, I don't know. You don't. People wish they had what you have. And you're still not happy. So I just think that we have to realize moving forward that we're going to grow. We're doing this to educate our people. Why not come on this journey with us? Why got to be all this and trying to figure this and that out? Like, no, this dude, man, let me tell you something. We know one thing. If you do right, God will keep blessing you. And that's what's been happening to us. Amen. You know, like I can't talk about nobody. I changed my life. I'm doing right. If you don't like that, that's cool. I really don't want you. I told my homeboy earlier, I said, you know what? I just want good people around me. This ain't about all of us. Now, this part of my life, I told you, Jay, we got to enjoy our life. This journey we on, we're going to have some fun, enjoy ourselves with good people around us. Now, if you're negative, we're cutting you off because you know we come from the ghetto. I, I have no problem <laughs> cutting you off, for real. Like, this is like That's riding a bike for me. <laughs> you know? So I have changed. <laughs> but I have a <laughs> That's a reform piece. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, really quickly, because I'm, I'm thinking about the marketing sense, and I'm, I'm looking at our culture being celebrated in the marketing, the branding of it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering, when you approach an artist, mm-hmm. 
How is that relationship? Is it a licensing situation, or, is, or do they get equity by the amount of chips that get? So, how does that work? When you, when well, you, it, it, you know, it's it's basically a partnership. Okay. You know, I've done a lot of you know deals for artists. You know, and you know, one thing I found with artists, man, first and foremost, they gotta like what they're doing. Number one, mm-hmm. you know, this you know some of the guys that's gonna take the money. The partnership's not gonna be successful, right? So. You know, I say when I relaunch Rap Snacks, it's going to be a partnership yeah. with the artists. You know, you promote the brand, we sell it. What I make, you make. Yeah, you got right? to be a part. Yeah. be a part of the team. We're partners. If you're not a partner, we don't want we don't yeah. want you to be part of the brand. We don't want you to be you know mad because now you're saying, "Look, I only made this." Well, we only made that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One thing I love about Prada, Prada don't talk back. So we, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, they, they don't talk back. We put them on the shelf. So guess what? If we make fifty dollars, you make fifty dollars. You know, so, and, and if you spend your fifty dollars and be mad at us because you don't have it, that's on you. You know, it's crazy too because my boss was in my office about a month ago, and he was like, James, if they don't promote the brand, get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. the bottom line is that you gotta wanna be here you gotta you know love what I mean? you gotta love, you gotta love the brand you gotta love the one to represent it and you gonna make money yeah. while you had it I mean this is crazy too because now you got this situation where there's no show money out there yeah. you know mm-hmm. and I you know, I used to tell these always all the time don't be one dimensional cause that's, it can come and go yeah. you know what I mean and you're not gonna be hot forever it's, it's like a you know a banana pill going bad Eventually, it's going to go bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you got to be prepared for that, you know, and be diversified and make that transition into being a business person. Because a lot of times, the artist, man, you know, is is unfortunate because, you know, if I had this company 25, 26 years, I can tell you I went through 200 different artists. Yeah. And I might not be able to name, but two, three of them that's relevant right now. So, I mean, I noticed that you guys... Obviously, you had artists. It's crazy. But I just, shout out to uh, Pinky mm-hmm. on Atlanta. I saw that Slutty Vegan has a very, yes. so uh-huh. are we moving yeah. toward the entrepreneurs as well now? No, I, you know, I, I just love Pinky's movement, yeah. man. Okay. You know, she's yeah. a positive sister, man, that's doing something. You know, I, I, she, her energy is very infectious. And, you know, we've, we've had seasonings that were, you know, basically vegan anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, yo, it makes a, you know, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a part that, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a perfect yeah. marriage but it's something that eventually is going to grow. You know, we want to be like, oh, oh, Pink, we're not ready for you. No, we want to start yeah. and grow with you as we grow. I love, you know? I love that because can I, can I, can I sure. give my opinion on something? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I told United Masters this. I told Joe Button this. <laughs> I told so Fat Joe this. I'm telling anybody that will listen to this. <clears throat> There's a movement of financial literacy in our culture right now. Right. It's a snowball. A lot mm-hmm. of people, especially big corporations, they're still not really aware of what's happening. Right. But this snowball is quickly becoming an avalanche. Mm-hmm. And the financial literacy people, mm-hmm. the entrepreneurs, the investors, they are going to be the next rock stars. Yeah. The precedent mm-hmm. is already set for that. The first financial mm-hmm. literacy superstar was Donald Trump, if you really think about it. Mark Cuban is a businessman. He became a celebrity on Shark Tank and owning an NBA team and making him put Gary right. V. Right. It just hasn't been somebody black to, that had nothing to do with sports or entertainment. Mm-hmm. Pretty soon... That's going to be the new wave. And a lot of these corporations aren't paying attention to that. They still focus too much, in my opinion, on, on entertainers and, and rappers. That's great. Right. But the entrepreneur's career lives in perpetuity. Mm. It can be passed down for generations. Definitely. I don't care how, how fast you can, you, can, you can run. Eventually, you're going to have to stop. Well, look, this. look at this, y'all. Product outweighs talent. That's why we are preparing the next generation. You look at me and my son, Romeo, 
and, and, and the people that's in here, that's sitting here, we are preparing the next generation. It's not just about us. And we tell it not only entertainers this, but athletes too. Because a lot of these, I don't care whether we try to do business with Kawhi Leonard, whoever. All those guys that came up and they say, yeah, we want to do business with you. But then they get caught up with basketball. Or they get caught up with football. They don't have the time. And I say, you know what? One day you're going to have the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? One day you're going to have the time. Remember that I stopped for you. I stopped for you and showed you everything. I Because people always say, well, Pete, show me the game. I'm giving these guys the game for free. I sit down with, I mean, I didn't even sit down with Paul George. But look, man, you can't play basketball forever. I know you're making a lot of money doing this, but you better think about Because look at what we're doing because I was at the height of my career. And not realizing music, I don't care you Michael Jackson or whatever, that's going to stop. And so I said, product outweighs talent. And it's the truth. Like, Aunt your mom and Uncle Ben been on the shelves for 130 years, and it was pure mockery. They ain't never ran up no court. They never did no music, none of that stuff. It's still in the stores today. And it's the only reason they're taking it out because we're creating products and brands that we could pass down for generations. And I feel like right now, me and James are going to be the rock stars of this. So when you look at African-American people that are creating business and brands, we're at the forefront because we're not afraid. And we're taking a, a page out of Reginald Lewis' book. When you look at Reginald Lewis, you say, why should white guys have all the fun? Why should they only be billionaires? This guy did this in the 1970s. We got our act together. This ain't about no money. This is about, I got a billion dollars worth of knowledge. I could lose all the money in the world. I'm going to keep getting it back because I got the knowledge. And I think that's what we missing. But, P, that's, that's the key, too, because as he's talking about, you know, becoming the financial guys, becoming the next rock stars. Yes. It's more about delivering that information and how to, to get to become that. Yes. You know, so the more availability we make, you know, on the landscape of, you know, how to understand how to get to that point financially. Because, you know, you know, Mark Cuban, you know, all these guys were basically, they were at a young age, you know, you know, he, he was a visionary about, you know, the internet, you know, TV on the internet. Streaming, yeah, yeah. Streaming. Yeah. Well, but yeah, y'all don't know what Mark Cuban you know? did. Mark Cuban brought broadcast.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they gave him a billion dollars for that. Now, let's right. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> now he a rock star. That company, even Broadcast.com, probably not worth $100,000. They say it's the worst deal in internet history. Yeah. So, yeah. Top five. that's top five. what I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, but, again, going back to what I said before, when they announced that, it's, yes. you know, it's smoking, it's smoke screens. Yeah. It's all smoke screens, yeah. right? And, you know, and it's crazy because it's really almost like pyramid schemes that are, that's been happening yeah. for years. They get away with it. We probably went to jail for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but guess you know what? what I'm James, but nobody's been educating is. our culture on this. So yeah. all they really mm-hmm. just want is the nice car. So they don't get it. Like, what do you want? I want more so, than a car. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'm just saying for us as a culture, knowing the bigger picture behind what's going on in this financial game. And, you know, we all talk about, oh, you know, we think just because they send us to some of the most prestigious, I mean, some of the most prestigious schools in the world, we think that we could do this. It's not even about that because I know a lot of people that I know grew up with, they went to all these big time schools. They never did none of the stuff they went to school for. Yeah, that's a fact. So, Wise can speak to that. You know, sometimes, you know, I went to Cheney University, which is the oldest black 
school in um, in the country, you know. And for me, you know, as I look back on it, it was a really important for me at the time yeah. because not only that, it, you know, I, it was more of the experiences that I had coming from the inner city of Philadelphia and going to a black school and meeting people that looked like me that were on the same path of trying to do something good. So, you know, but nowadays, college is not, it's not the most important thing in the world. The one thing is, is it to nurture those kids at a young age? You know, why is his son is building computers right now from scratch? <laughs> self-taught coder, taught himself how to code. He programs games, he's, you know, the back end of it, you know, uh, and he's building high-power computers, and, you know. And at the same time, you know, for me, you know, one side of it that I'm on, I'm like, yo, you just use the AMD CPU. Mm-hmm. That company mm-hmm. valuation, it, 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 its gains was 4,580%. In the over the past five years, you know, so on the other side, <laughs> you need to make sure you got some stock in those companies that yeah. you spend the money in, you know. So it's very important. We don't get that if that side of the game when we coming up. He's talking about Wall Street Trapper. He's talking about Wall Street Trapper. I saw the shirt over there. I saw the shirt. And I'm like, this is my guy from the talk right here. He already a rock star. So was we talking about him earlier? We just talking about him. Talk about yeah. you earlier. Yeah, what's up, my brother? Yeah, we're talking about it earlier. Yeah, sir. It's just kind of how we travel, yeah. Straight from New Orleans. <laughs> Bring everybody New, New Orleans on. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's important. The information that, that, that he be given, that he be given the, the culture yeah. is, is invaluable, man. It's priceless because we come from 500 credit score communities. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, one of the first things we need to be learning is the business of you. You know, your first business is you. If you can't manage your credit score, you can't get your things mm. together, that part of your life together, it's going to be hard for you to manage a business or get money from a, a bank to get a loan to do something else. You know what I mean? You have to deal with you first. That's the first business, the business of you. So all of those things, credit repair, uh, you know, basic finance. People don't know how to balance a checkbook. You know what I mean? Our so, culture really don't even understand the importance of an LLC and a, co- a corporation. They really don't understand just the basic stuff because everybody know we was raised. And I come from New Orleans. We was raised, put everything in my name or put it in my mama's name. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like let's, let's be honest. They don't understand everything that go with this. And so that's why, so for me being from New Orleans, y'all know I grew up in a project and I grew up in a poor side, so I wanted to go to a white school. To see how they think. I went to University of Houston. I just got time like, I'm not learning. I need to go see something else. And I'm so blessed to be able to play basketball just to get in there and just to see how they think. And when I start seeing how they think and how they prepare their kids mm-hmm. and what they're doing. So, you know, my grandmother sent me off to school for $5. I said, baby, go on, do what you got to do. <laughs> I'm like, $5? <laughs> you know, yeah. but I went made it work. <laughs> and I got a chance to see the other side of the road. So I just think all of our backgrounds and what we done been through, I feel like we experts at this yeah. game. You know, think about it. As a black man, you know, just, we've been in business. We made money, lost it, got it back, figured out how to get it back. You right. done fell off the horse 10, 12 times, got right. back up. But that's what it's about. They did it too. But we don't criticize them when they do it. Because when they fall off the horse, they just like, you know what? Those guys will be back. They hustlers. When right. we fall off the horse, we like, oh, he done. No, he fell off. What happened to him? He smoking. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you know, yeah. not knowing that. Yeah. Think about it. IBM, James. Yeah. IBM was a big yeah. multi-billion dollar company. They fell off. 
what happened? They went, figured something else out and got into other companies. Man, they yeah. got this new blockchain mm-hmm. technology, IBM, where they tracking food from the point <laughs> where it was uh, was put on the truck to you from the ground. You know how fresh it was the day it was picked and everything. Yeah, they invested in Stella. Yeah, Stella. They in Stella, too. Stella. It's, like yeah. it's insane, man. So yeah. You got to mm-hmm. be able to pivot sometimes. You know, but what's you know what's important too is, and me and Wise always talk to about. We always talk about this. You know, when I my first job out of college was with a company called Johnson Products, right? It was a black company, you know, and I was sitting next to Mr. Johnson who owned the company, right? So it was all always I was it was he was it was, it was almost a paid internship. But he was a paid mentor because I got to see a vision of the guy who at that time, owned a multi-million dollar company, right? And he was in every store in the country. If you go into any store now with hair care, right, they have a two-foot section to a 24-foot section. And every store you go into, it's, you can buy uh, black hair care, right? You know, and you talk about that. So that was the mentorship that I, I got. That's, that's what gave me the vision, the understanding how to develop products, what retail was about and how to put it out, put a product out there. So as we produce more of us, right, and have more people coming behind us, that's you know it, that's is that's going to change the game for everybody. Yeah. So you know what I'm that's saying? important. Mm-hmm. That's important yeah. because the, the mentorship. Yeah. You know, the, the brother Mr. Johnson was mentored by Samuel B. Fuller. Yeah. Samuel B. Fuller was one of the richest black men in the country. In the 1960s, during the Civil Rights Movement, he was underwriting a lot of what Martin Luther King and him was doing. Yeah. A lot of people didn't even know that. You know, so he came to Martin Luther King and him and said, yo, okay, the, the, the bus is going bankrupt. The boycott is working. Let's buy it. He wanted to buy the bus. But the Civil Rights leaders said, you know, that's not what their mission was. He was like, let's buy it. We can employ our people. We can oh, so Put the mic. He got it. He got it. That, that's, that's a powerful. So you're saying that the bus, the bus boycott... Somebody yeah. was because I always that was my whole thing with the bus boycott. And much respect to our ancestors, you can never disrespect anything that they did. They worked right. with the information that they had. But my whole Absolutely. thing was like, like even what Malcolm X was saying, like it's not about boycotting a hotel; it's about starting your own hotel. Absolutely. And I, that always that always Absolutely. resonated with me with the bus boycott. But, I'm like, but, I never but they didn't have boy- the information. But that's what I'm then. saying. Yeah. So that's what yeah. y'all got to look at. That's why we have to share this information. We don't want to do that because we so afraid of we we brought up. In the dope man mentality, which kingpin mentality. Everybody want to be a kingpin. Nobody want, you know, back in the day, you used to have guys in the hood be like, you know what? Say, little dude, this is what you do. Don't do what I do because I want you to be better than me. We don't do that no more. Here, share this information, though, because if you know you're going to walk up there and crash and burn, you know, if you tell somebody the truth and if they don't get it, that's fine. If they just don't want it. But we saying share this information. Give them opportunity. We 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 developing prisons. We're developing uh, all these different places for us to go to, instead of developing educational places to put us into to prepare. Because if we don't do this together, we're gonna lose. Like let's be honest. You can say that our ancestors back in the days they didn't understand how to share information because they didn't have time to learn. They fighting for their life. You know, it was a civil rights movement. We fighting for freedom. We saying these people done paved the way from us. For us to be here and do what we're able to do now. So that's why I love, you know, this is my passion. This is my purpose, to educate the next generation. That's all I want to do, especially people that look like us. So is that part of the the Rapsat Foundation, to 
build yes. Absolutely. Yes. Programs, build yes. Yes. Absolutely. What one of the aims of the of the Raps Next Foundation is to triangulate the culture to entrepreneurs in the community. You know, because if we all connect all the entrepreneurs in the culture that's yes. doing their thing, functioning at a high level in the game, connect with the HBCUs, yes. the, with the with the rappers, with the and, athletes, with, yes. and, and the and and the you community, know how, how strong and, and powerful we can be. really move the needle. We, you know, just just go back. You know, to post a uh, pre-integration, pre-integration, we will build it. We had communities that were prosperous all over the United States, not just Black Wall Street. We talk about Black Wall Street all the time, right here in Miami, Overtown, just up the street, establishing what, 1896, yeah. South, Carolina, South Carolina, Richmond, Virginia, yeah. Maggie Lena Walker. Uh-huh. Maggie Lena Walker was the first woman in the United States to have her own bank. Not black woman, the first woman. Yeah. And she just happened to be black with her own bank. In 1913, 1913, she built this bank all the way up. It lasted, it went all the way to 2006. Now that's that's wealth. That's building generational wealth. That's know-how. That's information. And she, it all started as a benevolent society. She said, "Okay, what can I do to help my community?" So with the foundation, the point is to solve a problem, to follow the need. Yeah. You know, that's the point of entrepreneurship to me. You know, to find creative ways to solve problems. And we, who got more problems than us? Yeah. I, mean, I tell people all the time. Problems. I tell people all the time. Entrepreneurs out here. Think about it. I tell people all the time. How to start a business? Find a problem. Exactly. I find a problem. Like you look at, you know, we laugh at some of the Latino brothers. They're on the corners. They washing. They found a problem. Like we, all we want to do is find a job. We just want to pay bills. And that's you. Is either you got to know what you want to be. You want to be the boss, or you want to be a worker. That's it. But we need both. Everybody is not put here to be the boss. Everybody's not college material. But, yes, you know. And everybody, but everybody has a job to do. Because if you look right. at what we say in this, look at some of the most successful companies in the world. Guess what they have? It's like a car. You got the engine. You got the starter. You got the battery. You need all these pieces. And that's why I built. Everything that I do is built on a team atmosphere. Well, let, me, let me ask you this. Speaking about like looking into the future, you just did a partnership with an ex-engineer from Tesla yeah. to create the new supercar situation. Yeah. What's that about? Well, you know what? That's about giving somebody from our culture an opportunity that, uh, that was a worker. He's, a he's, he's black? He's guy? black. Trial Motors? Yeah. Trial Motors. So giving a guy uh, the exposure to the world to say, you know what? If they making cars, look at what we could do. This guy helped them build a lot of the Tesla cars. So I'm saying giving that guy an opportunity and seeing where we could take that at. So and also exposing that to our people. Saying, look what we understand how to do. Some of us are real genius at creating things, but we have nowhere to take it. So me and James, our whole thing is saying, let's see the people that we could find that, you know, you might have something that you say, okay, we, we just need to dust this off, uh, help this person out, uh, expose this person to the world. Like, that's another source of revenue to help our culture and our people, give our people opportunities and jobs, and also something that's made by us. That probably We probably think that we can't do that. A kid in high school or middle school or even in kindergarten right now, you know, say, show me a black guy that made a supercar. Now, now we actually lived this life and seen it. We didn't seen a black president. We didn't seen a, a, a black vice president. Now, like we're definitely changing the game. So, how long is that? Do you envision before like, you can actually have a car? Because a car is a whole different type of product. That's yes. just a lot that goes into that. Yeah, you know what? To be honest with you, 
we're investing in so many different uh, products and so many different opportunities. That's only one of many. And so that's on him. Like, I'm never a person like that. I don't know the car business. Okay. But I understand the marketing. I understand uh, how can I help this person. And so that's what I'm doing. You know, I feel like that's what my strength come in at. If I could help expose something to the world, it turn into something, fine. If it don't, we're going to keep pushing until well, we yeah. fight. But till ultimately, we, what we're going to do is create a management team around them and we invest yeah. some money in them. You know, yeah. our goal is to, you know, this year raise $100 million, you know, for our fund, the Barca Fund, to be able to promote, you know, and invest in, in, in companies such as his, yeah. you know, that we think is unique and different and out the box. And we can, we can you know, um, offer our expertise and put people around him to support his growth and the understanding of how to move forward with a product that is something that's quality and something that can, you know, really – it's competitive y'all got to look at a, a, a supercar. You mm-hmm. never imagine us creating it. It's a lot of money yeah. to create a supercar. Yeah. So the next step is coming up with the, me and James talking about the electric cars that are affordable mm-hmm. for everybody. It we need to have from, them. It, it coming from us. We need us. to have them. Yeah. So it starts from there. This supercar is going to turn into something else. So, so is, is Boss Up, is it a venture capital firm? Is everything you sound, uh, so, sounds so, like so a venture no, capital so, firm. So, no. so, we, so let's, we, we're starting a Boss Up you know, entrepreneur banking platform. Okay. Okay. And on t- on on top of that, we're going to um, create a fund, a hundred million dollar fund, right, to invest in companies such as um, the brother who has the you know has the car, you know. And like again, there's a lot of other companies out there yeah. that we feel like that we can invest our money, but in addition to that, invest our expertise, you know, our, our knowledge, and put structure around them to support the mentorship. Yeah. And support them, and, their and growth. And see these things or come to life. Yeah. Because, you know, a mm-hmm. lot of this stuff, you know, you have people come up with all these amazing ideas, but it never come to life. I just told y'all uh, the most treasures are in the graveyard. People don't get a chance to finish those. So we saying we're putting together a fund to invest in other people's ideas and bring some of them ideas to life. That's, that's, that normally you'll never see happen. So one of the most, oh, okay, one of the most important things about a fund for me is is that you can you can allow others to come into the fund as LPs or whatever you know and when you think about how a lot of these companies out here that started especially Silicon Valley when these kids leave college the PWIs the predominantly white institutions they leave and they go to Silicon Valley come up with this great idea come up with this great company let's say Uber or Lyft you know and then they look for VC they look for VC funding they go to they tap a VC where the alumni is running that VC. Another yeah. alum- student from the same university <laughs> right, is right. running this like VC. Stanford, Stanford. Right. Stanford. Stanford. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> then they get this break. But the part that we missing is that the university that they graduated from is in that fund as an LP, as a limited partner. So now the university is building its endowment off the genius of its students. Right? Now take Raps next, for example. James is out of Cheney. Cheney University, right? James should have been able to look back to Cheney when he came up with this idea. He said, yo, I'm looking for funding. Went to a VC that Cheney was already vested in. (laughs) So when Rap Snacks take take off, then Cheney's endowment grow. Mm. At the same time, Puffy with Bad Boy Entertainment, same thing. All all the HBCU, all these graduates from HBCUs that's doing it, starting companies, the the HBCU should be benefiting. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You picked the right name. 
Why is it challenging? Why is it challenging now? Because everything you're saying is completely true. And it's like there's a teacher, there's a professor in Stanford University who's already a billionaire. Yeah. And he teaches a class and he really only teaches that class to find the next people to invest in. And the people go to that class to pitch him the idea. I think Airbnb, um, he, he invested in Airbnb. He invested a bunch of them. It's like a whole pipeline of Stanford graduates that take this guy's class because they know that they might have an opportunity to pitch him the business and he's going to invest in it. So it's like they talk about group economics. Yeah. The professors become the real sharks. Yeah, right. it's like Shark Tank. We're just going to feed off the, the fish that come through. The talent. You know what I'm saying? They're feeding exactly. off the talent. Yeah. Well, so, you know what? We have to go from us. We know sh- street economics. We got to go from street economics to real economics and, and entrepreneurship. And that's what we normally been creating because we don't have the education to go with it. So we are streetpreneurs. You know, we got to go from that to entrepreneurship because that's the narrative that has to change, but it comes through education. And we have to sit down and have more conversations like this, but we have to give this to the masses so they could see and understand, like, we're not perfect. We're not the smartest people in the world, but look at our growth. And we're willing to learn and get better. And I think that's the the magic going to happen for our culture, starting a conversation like this and seeing people that are successful. Because our Culture, we only feed on success. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't tell me nothing if you're not successful. Yeah. And, and so now it's going to take people like us to take the time out. And that's what we're doing. So follow this movement. We got people in here that want to give this to you. But you got to want to learn it. And you really going to have to sacrifice just like us and take some time. Because I tell people all the time, you know, what's the key to success? It's consistency. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? So they think you got no. It's consistency. You keep doing the same thing all the time. You're gonna get some real results out of it. But people want to run in place. They want to move, act like they move. But you can't move if you're running in place. So my thing is, we gotta stop running in place. That's my like, line. You know, it is. They just running in place. They not realizing. Like we get up in the morning, we run together, we work together, we play because we've got a bigger vision. We like, man. And I'm going to tell you something. Well, I work so hard. They say, P, you go hard. Yeah. I don't want to go back to the ghetto. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, I don't want to go back. I want to go back to help the, the youth and feed the elderly, but I don't want to go back there to live. So that's, they say, well, why? that's why I work so hard. And my kids already have that. I say, why y'all work? They say, well, why your kids work so hard? Because I already told them. You don't want to go to the ghetto. You never been there. You're not even prepared for it. You think about it. Think about it. You're not ready for it. You, look, you do not want So my kids, you see them, they, they, they going at it now. You know what I'm saying? If you want to be good at something, if you look at from LeBron James to uh, Kobe Bryant, those guys had the same trait. If you look at it, they had passion, they had purpose, and they had consistency. That's what they had. We have to have that. If we really want to win, when I get up in the morning, I go with it. I tell I'm a beast. You can't stop me, bro. I don't care who you is. For real. You cannot stop me. I don't care who you is. You're not going to be able to stop me. You're not going to be able to stop me because I get up with it. I sleep with it. I get up with it. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what I want. They're like, yeah, well, P, you made this at No Limit. Boy, you don't understand. I'm about to make 10 times, and I don't even care about the money. Because if you do something you love, the money going to come. It ain't about, okay, well, I'm good. If you're good at something, that's what I tell people about talent. If you're good at something, you're going to create followers. Absolutely. A leader don't go look for followers. A leader creates followers off their talent. 
People want to come to you because you're talented at something. People come here to us because we're good at what we do. That's it. We ain't going to tell people to follow us. A leader never tells somebody to follow them. Mm. People follow you because you're good at what you do. Unless you're rocking. Follow the leader. So, I, I, forward thinking, yeah. and I know you said you want to take rap stats public. Yeah. What is that process? Like? <laughs> are, there, are there more products coming? Like, what, what's the process of getting this to publicly treated? Yeah, I can answer that. Yeah, okay. I mean, you know, first and foremost is the right timing, mm-hmm. right? You know, so we feel like, you know, but let me let me, let me just say this. I wanted to make sure that when we do go public, that the people that who are supporting our brand have the first opportunity to invest in us. Yeah. Right? So we're making sure that we align that first and foremost. Because most of the time we have companies like us, they go public and you go to the institution first, they get all and they 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 invest all the money and then when it gets to, you know, to the regular person, they can't afford it. Yeah. Or the pricing is a lot higher than they should be. We want to take our you know people I mean? on that ride with us. Yeah. You know, but we want to build wealth, mm-hmm. join this movement with us, right. and don't wait till it's because you know people always say, "Well, I want to do this." You know what? You're going to get an opportunity to do this and be a part of this, and and be a part of making some real money. Mm-hmm. And our thing is, the more we make, the more we get. We want to be able to change the communities, the culture. We we want to educate. We want to build places to where. We talk about financial literacy, economic empowerment, banking. We want to give that to the youth because that's where it started. They pre- it's called preparation. Mm-hmm. They preparing their generation for success. We got to stop saying we can't do something. That's why I, I call my company No Limit. There's going to be no limit to my success. Every time somebody tell me when I was at home, it was one old lady told me, Miss Irene said, boy, you bright eyes, you're going to be a star. Why everybody would tell me, nigga, you ain't going to be shit. I said, boy, Miss Irene said I'm going to be a star. I'm like seven years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Miss Irene said I'm going to be a star. You back here with all us in the project. You ain't going to be shit. Nah, bro, I'm going to be a star. And we got to start preparing the next generation. And we're letting all these other stars out there know, these entrepreneurs, that we did it. Y'all could do it. Mm-hmm. So we want to motivate them and show them that. And we're going to show that, like, we're not perfect. So we go through some trial and error. Learn, like, when we first put the noodles out, we had to fix the season. That's cool. We, we're showing you. This the process. Trust the process. But we're going to get it right because we know the bigger picture. And then when you go public, too, you, you know, you are more acceptable to everybody. Yeah. Everybody knows your business. So yeah. you have to prepare for that to make sure that you have all your ducks in line, right, and that you're not exposed to people trying to really bring you down. With, with things that they don't really understand. I mean, you had to, everything has to be tightened and buttoned up when you go public. Let me, Pete, P, um, yeah. you and Baron Davis going to buy Reebok? So let me, let me explain something to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> let me explain something. Let me explain something to y'all. <laughs> so look, let me explain something to y'all, right? I have some incredible partners that we put a package to go to the table. And our people don't understand that we could do this. And so what I learned on this journey, I'm going to educate my people on the journey. If I get an opportunity and they pick our bid, then history will be made. But history is going to be made either way it go because I'm educating my people on this journey. You know, uh, my people don't realize that these large companies like this, that we really can buy. 
they got banks that just buy the debt for these companies. Mm-hmm. They never taught us that. So what I'm going to teach my people on this journey, how this is going to get done. Even though we already have the money in a bank to buy this, but the people I have around me are so smart. To, it's like, you know what, we're going to pay for this in debt. And my people never understood that. And that's what I'm going to teach my people. And me and James, we're going to buy so many other companies like this. Just from this journey, to know that I can do it. Because, oh, P, you work this. How you know how much I'm worth? <laughs> For real. You don't know. I don't got nothing in my name. I'm really worth nothing. Mm. But I control a lot of companies. I control everything. I got trust in a lot of companies. I don't need to take nothing with me. I'm going to be able to buy, get whatever I want. Because I have the trust and the control in these companies. So we have to teach that to our people. Stop counting somebody rich pockets. You sitting at home don't have nothing on the internet <laughs> trying to figure something out. This ain't no internet game, bro. For real. I'm trying to educate y'all. You say real life, Pete? This real life. <laughs> Go on, take a picture. You know what I'm saying? I cut a... <laughs> 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 this real life. Now you <laughs> That's that talk. That's that talk. So, so this, this, we have to teach the culture this. Because they don't know. They sitting back trying to figure out. So how do you think Reginald Lewis and all those people that came before us, how they brought these companies? Education, the wisdom. And think about it. We are the narrative when they're talking about Celsius. For one thing, Reebok would not be successful unless they sell it to us. As African Americans, we need a chance to be able to put that. We the one blew that company up. Like, think about it. But we I mean, never. Jay Z had a had a sneaker. I mean, so, had, so, so but think about I mean, this. What, but yeah, this what right. I want to. I mean, all this. this, all this, this stuff what I want to stop yeah. us being a face to these things. Because think about it. They offered me all kind of deals. I'm like, nah, I'm smarter than that. But I'm from the project. I shouldn't be as smart as y'all think I am, right? I, I do have education. And so what I learned was they want to make us the face. They want to give us minority ownership of these companies. So why am I going to give you $10 million to go be a minority ownership of the Nets? And then you go get, build this nice facility because you got a minority owner. And then we have no control. We changing that narrative. And it's going to take time. It's not an overnight process. So we have to be willing. What do you to, say, P? We want in. Yeah, we want in. We want, we coming to the table. <laughs> And we got a team to go with us. Right. We have the right lawyers, the right accountants, and all these things to go with us. And so we got the right nerds with us. I don't need no gangsters <laughs> with me. I need nerds with me. I got a whole team of nerds. I'm the only gangster in the room. I'm just telling y'all straight up. I don't want no gangsters, but I cut all them off. <laughs> you know, because think about it. Some of us want to be the realest and the toughest. And then when we go to jail and go to prison, then we get the crime. No, man, take your lick. All y'all. Take your lick. Because that's what I did. I took my lick when I was on the streets, but I got down on my knees to God and said, man, give me, ask for forgiveness. And say, if you give me a second chance, I'm going to do better. Yes, I ain't go sit in there and be like, oh, I want to be the toughest dude in the world. Man, I want to learn from my mistakes. I want to grow. I want to get better. That's what I want to teach this culture. Let's get better together. So if we could go out there and play basketball and football for them, we just the face. If they could play, pay LeBron James that amount of money, imagine a guy who owned the team, what he make. Mm-hmm. So think about it. If he could pay him $200 million and don't flinch, 
What do they make? <laughs> but you know what? But big up, you know, big up to LeBron, That's LeBron fair. James. Because yes, man, LeBron I mean, changed the game. You yeah, got to yeah, show yeah, like yeah, yeah. he done, he done put a team the game, together yeah, yeah. and right. he done put a team. No, I'm just saying. Right. I'm just using because he's the biggest in the game. But LeBron really gets it what a lot of these players don't get it. Right. So we got to right. give him his just due because the team that he had while he playing basketball, he understand business. It's a lot of them don't. And I'm going to tell you, you know why? Because everybody get a financial advisor, don't even know what they do. They got guys, a financial advisor come and say, you know what? I'm going to take 5% of your money, son. You don't have to give me nothing. So you feel like, oh, I ain't had to get that white man nothing. He's going to be my financial <laughs> advisor. Let's be honest. No, now look, look what the game come. You just made $200 million. He got 5% of $200 million. How much is that? Ten, $10 million. What? You just met him three months ago. <laughs> How many athletes and entertainers gave their mama $10 million out their money? Let's be honest. So we have to educate ourselves to this. So you don't even know what a finance. And then they go invest your money in penny stocks while you're playing basketball. And keep us away from each other. Oh, don't, bring, don't put them around them because them niggas smart right there. We don't want you to be around them. So we can't even give you the game because they don't want you around us. And all we really just trying to do is help and I give it to people for free. So think about it. If we are stronger together and we educate them, if one of them get it, so that's what I'm doing my kids. My kids are some of the toughest in the country now in basketball. But I'm saying if, I you, saw get, that. Yeah, if you get to the tough. league, which you don't have to go lead, I'm, I'm proud of you that you ate students. Coming from where we come, my kids on the honor roll. They could go to any college they want in their straight monsters on the court. I was at one game, dude asked me, man, what masterpiece are the mother two dudes monsters? Oh, that's pizza. <laughs> you know, so you got to look at I, I looked at I showed my kids. I say, look at Steph Curry. I played with Steph Curry dad at Charlotte. Steph Curry turned into a marksman because of the work he put in. I tell my sons, I get up at 5 o'clock. If I don't see you up at 5, then guess what? You ain't serious. So guess what? I'm not investing in that. If you ain't up at 5, we cool because guess what? You're, you master pizza. You got an X on your back. They're already saying, oh, well, you ain't that good. So you got something to prove. And they know what I love about my kids? They understand. We building a generation of wealth. I said, what's the most important thing you're doing when you're out on the court? He said, I'm protecting my family name. That's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what we got to be. Yeah. Absolutely. That's yeah. a ball. That's yeah. a ball. That's yeah. a ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the vision going forward? Like, what's the 10-year, 5, 20, 30-year plan? Like, we, we, we talked about what we got going on right now. So, what's the vision moving so the forward? Vision, the vision for me is uh, let Nipsey Hussle legacy live. The marathon continues. Rest in peace. It, it continues throughout. And that was, that was, y'all talk about mentorship. That was a kid that I knew in the eighth grade, and I mentored him. He, had, he went to my program in Cali. It's called Urban Born. Mm. Me and Janelle created a program to get gangs off the streets and into the classrooms. And so this guy always thought out the box. But the one thing we didn't realize is that even these communities, we have to educate ourselves on how to survive. So you, as us having wealth, we got to know that. And so it's to educate, you know, even people from our culture that want to be successful in business, you still have to survive. You have to survive to be, because like I said, we come from a, a world of self-hate. And we eliminate each other for the bad. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. like if you listen to all these songs, 
get rid of the plug, do all this. Okay, well, once the plug gone, where are we going to get something from? Yeah. Ran off on the plug, so, get you hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and so now we have to educate. So we, we're building wisdom. It's not about money. We don't pray for money. We pray for wisdom. Mm. And so now we have to build this with us, passing this wisdom down, opening these doors. Me and James, like, oh, we brothers from another month because we got real love for each other. It's like, you know what? Some of us have bad days. Some have good days. Whoever can help, we're going to help each other. That's just how it go. It's love. Mm. We have to show the culture that all this hate, we got we to gotta fix this with love. And we got to give the negative to something positive. Or we're going to keep sending us to, to be incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And our thing is, we, we want to change that narrative. So this is not just about making money. That's what I want the world to know. This is about building a better culture of people and educating them financially. And growing companies and building business so we can feed our people. Yeah. I mean, it's also, too, my brother, it's about creating more of us. Yeah. Right? You know, so... If you multiply me and P and, yeah. and Wise and, you know, most of the people in this room that have, you know, an attitude like, hey, we're going to go out there and get it. All we need is is the information, right? Once we do that, you know, and, and it's been done before, but, it, you know, you, you talk about Black Wall Street and some other things, but it's always been destroyed over a period of time. If you look at history, you know, even the, 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 the my brother Filler, you know, when they found out that his product was black-owned, that's when his business died. And it died less than about six months. What company was that? The, um, oh, okay. The yeah. Oh, the shoe company. Yeah. 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 Right? You know, so, you know, it's, it's really about creating more of us, you know, um, and, and it's also by creating the attitude of we want to do better. You know, I mean, everybody got a choice, man. I'm like, and I, you know, and I'm telling P, I said, we, can, we can't save everybody. Yeah. But the part, the people that we do, in that direction, those are the people that really want it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when I was coming out of school, I, I got a basketball scholarship coming out of um, high school. You know, I, I went to this this um, small school, and I was there, and I was like, you know, I had to make a decision. You know, I'm, I'm, I wasn't even serious about school. I just felt like I was going to play in the NBA. I had no other options other than sports. So giving, you know, our people more options other than being a rapper and being and yeah. doing sports, and like you said, you know somebody that's financially suitable to be that be- that next star in the, in the financial um, business. That that's what's next for us. And we show how successful we are, and we cre- keep creating that. We're gonna create a whole plethora of people that's gonna come behind us, you know, and strengthen you know other people. And and it's just gonna be you know it's just gonna articulate you know and and continue for years. But it has to start with us. I appreciate you, brothers. Wise, yes. what, what's your vision? I want, I want, yes, I want to hear from you. From you, you. Know, to piggyback off James and P, you know, for me, Boss Up Rap Snacks Foundation is a resource capture foundation. You know, we we we're capturing resources that have been getting extracted out of the community. You know, they call our communities under-resourced communities in the not-for-profit world, in the nonprofit world. But we're not under-resourced. We're over-extracted. You know, we have all the resources. We the bag. Everything we need is already in the village. It's just being extracted. So the foundation sets up programs to help trap those resources. For example, we partner with uh, Denise the Broker, you know, one of the most popping brokerage firms, yes. real estate <laughs> brokers, brokerage firms in the country. The biggest, you biggest, know, biggest. Hey, Wise, let me jump in, though. Also, too, you know, not only that, you know, she's doing really well, 
but it's her spirit. Yeah. That Yo, is is we mean why I talk about it all the time. Absolutely. You know, and we we're big on that. I'm big on energy. I'm big on spirit, man. Her energy is like out of this world. So that's another thing I'm telling. You. I'm saying about attitude and energy. And I, I mean that'll get you along. That'll get you that'll get you a little Absolutely. Place in life. So we developed this program, you know, that P came up with called Buy Our Blocks. So by our blocks, we're actually taking people from nothing to copying their first investment property, you know, and as well, it's a two prong pro course program where you can learn how to invest in your first investment property or you can learn home, get home ownership training, training for your first home purchase. Because, you know, we buy our homes, black community, 50, 60, just buying a home when in order for you to maximize the equity on the home, you should buy your home before 35 years old. You know what I mean? So we're trying to encourage the community and the culture to purchase homes early. You know what I mean? So you can maximize the wealth on that, you know, on that asset. You know, then we partner with a, a group of a young brother out of Virginia. He has an organization called Black Wall Streeters, Junior Black Wall Streeters. So we, we developed a program called BRICS, Boss Up Remote Investment Club Systems, where we're actually creating investment clubs. We're getting people together in groups so you can bring your family. If you want your family to start an investment club, you can join this program and we get, we mentor you, consult you through the program and get you on your way to, to building wealth. You know, so all the programs that we create is to basically facilitate what James and Master P just put down for the vision. You know what I mean? To pass the information on and to the next generation and keep build building it. as we Anything go. that we can do to help, you know, we've, we've created an ecosystem of entrepreneurs. We've got MG the Mortgage Guy. So I was going to say. Right yeah. there. Of course, we got Wall Street Trapper, Ian. Yeah. Shout out to Ian. I'll show yeah. um, Market Mondays. We got yeah. Alex Good Energy. He's a trucking guru right here. He, yeah. he does the, the trucks. Of course, you know, spec. Maddie J does Toro. So we've created a whole ecosystem of, of entrepreneurs from our culture. So everything you said just resonated with yeah. me. So... If we could be of any help, man, we'd, we'd definitely love to build. Well, that's line, that's great sure. because we got a truck you come. We're trying to start. We do our own trucking. We do our own trucking right now. We have a guy over there yeah. who's the, my friend since ninth grade. He's running, you know, running. He's running, the, uh, you know, our transportation department. But I'm like, yo, we need to we need to buy our own trucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. That's a, that's a great As y'all was speaking, I'm, say, I'm just going to repeat what you were saying, man. Like, I feel like this room is the living yeah. environment of y'all, what y'all yeah. talking about. Yeah. Yes. Like, I'm challenging all of us to just, oh, yeah. we could do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at this room. Nah, but it start, like I said, it start from us making the right connections and resources. The people are always saying, well, you know, what you're looking for, it might be right around. Mm -hmm. You know, this is my homeboy from New Orleans. He got, he got his own wing shop. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. Putting all this stuff together, saying we can do. And he plays the right fraternity too. <laughs> By the way, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know. But my brother here, man, like first and foremost, I'm thank you, you know, for coming today, man. And man, man, Wise always talking about you, man. But my whole thing is that you know, like I see you, man, and you you killing it, right? So I, I want to know, like, where are you trying to take your platform, you know, and what's the next level for you? Because you know, like we got a lot of synergies here. We've been trying to reach out to you forever. You know, crazy, you know what I'm saying? You know what? Crazy. I just spoke up the day. I said, bro, I ain't hit you back yet. He said, nah. Uh, Right. Like on a financial way. Absolutely. Uh, I always say it's more of us than them. 
Absolutely, yeah. right, you know right. For me, that's my goal. If I can get in every hood, every neighborhood, and shift that mindset from hustling, selling dope, right. to what stocks you own. And I did right. that in New Orleans. Like, yeah. All my homies in the hood, right. we own some kind of stock. Because I was like, yo, if we went Fendi, if we buying Gucci, if we buying that, we can own that too. Right. So it started making sense to me. Yeah. Right. After a while. So right. that's the goal for me. But whatever we can do to build and come together, Yes, sir. I my man. Not, my I man. wrote that script in 2007. I wrote that script, that well, same man, script. I'm putting my life on there. Yo, it's copywritten in the writing skill. You can look that up. It's a lot of relationships, man. And man, we yeah, we we definitely we gonna link up, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tell my mans and them all the time, yo, you get locked up, you doing a stretch. You know what I mean? Put that, put some money aside so when you get, you know, you going in, get your like your girl or somebody to put that money into this 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 equities account. Boom! By the time you get out, you be back, you be back in the power. One thing they didn't check was my investment account. And immediately a light bulb went on. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. I love the market, man. I love the stock market. It's one of the only places in the world where they can't tell if I'm black. They can't bar me out Everything that you guys got going on, social media handles, website, all of that stuff. Yeah, I'll say mine's is mine's is ask, ask fly one. Uh, it's my Instagram and official rap snacks. You know, um, is also our official rap snacks um, Instagram. Yeah, y- y'all could just find me at <laughs> at Master P. <laughs> 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 yeah. At rap snacks FDN on Instagram at rap snacks FDN Twitter. Rap Snacks Foundation, Facebook, at Wise Intelligent, Instagram, at Wise Intelligent, Twitter, and rapsnacks.net, so you can order your Rap Snacks chips, hoodies, noodles, everything online. Yeah, Yeah, go get the pack. This the legit pack. We ain't got to look over our shoulder, go to jail for this pack. (laughs) (laughs) And buyourblocks.org is coming soon, and, and 100 Bricks. Before we stop too, because I, you know, we every, since we're plugging everything, wise, you know, we got a, a new coffee company um, that we're we're actually putting on the marketplace. Congrats! Right? We forgot Congrats. about that, right? Yeah. It's just called I Like It Black Coffee, okay. right? And you know, our flavors is Stay Woke, Woke. You know, Jamaican be crazy. Jamaican you know, be crazy. You know what I mean? You know, there's a lot of co- you know, and everybody knows that coffee. Yeah. Started in Africa, yeah, right. So they're a mix of blends of, of African blends that were put out in the marketplace, and uh, that's gonna be pretty dope. And y'all yeah, see that good. bacon soda over there, right? What? This is gonna be the meme, Uncle P. You know what I mean? Uncle P. You know, no, 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 no. The ice cream man, bacon soda, coming to a store near you. Oh, hello. <laughs> That's what I'm telling y'all though. Look how so many great ideas we come up with. I tell people all the time, no ideas are whack idea. 
If we've been buying on my hammer, why not buy on Uncle Wait, wait, wait. You talking about the Hootie Hoos? Oh, the Hootie Hoos. God tell them that. Look, the Hootie Hoos, this cereal right here, you know, we get our cereal made at the same factories they get theirs made at. The difference is the more we make, the more we give. So the Hootie Hoos cereals. Y'all know tell me what Hootie Hoos used to mean. They, they tell me what it now. Man. Who do? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and of course, we can't forget the pancakes. Yeah, Uncle, Uncle Pete pancakes. Remember, remember, make pancakes like yeah. wait, 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 so we got the pancakes. We got Uncle Pete syrup? Yeah, we got yes, syrup. Coming, yes, right. We got right. rice. Over there, right. over there, Uncle Pete rice. Okay. You know? No, the other one over can't there. Can't forget the Migos. Oh, the Migos. <laughs> 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 What's that? Fish fry. That's all. Fish that's fry. The, that's the Louisiana, right. New Orleans. Hey, Trap. Buy you that. That's fish fry. Right yeah, yeah. yeah. This fries official. I ain't yeah. saying that just because yeah. I'm, I'm on this team. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm, a, I'm a, tell them why you cook that thing up. Oh, what happened? Listen, I'm not just a part of the team. I'm a client. <laughs> 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 this fries is popping. That's, That's the, the fry. I kid you not. I fried like three cans of it. This, Chicken on the boat. We went out on the boat. <laughs> Yo, the fish was going like southern style fish fry. This that real. I'm telling y'all straight up. That fish fry. This is my grandmother recipe. I need a little. It's like an uptown fish fry. Pete. Dog, this straight up uptown. <laughs> big Mama right here. This Big Mama with Big Mama. Look, this what this what Big Mama do. Fish fried chicken, shrimp coming next. <laughs> but yo, 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 we got very important. We got the Boss Up Youth Summit coming. Boss yes. Up Youth Entrepreneurship, Financial Literacy, and Social Justice. Yes. Summit coming on February twenty seventh. That's my birthday. Good day. Oh, oh, good day. See, see good all day. this synergy up here. <laughs> So yeah, it's gonna be popping. We got some very important people on there with some very important information to share with the youth. You know what I mean? What we're doing is, you know, we 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 want to, you know, start this youth movement. Yeah. And this movement of black youth into financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and community development, man. Yeah, you know I mean, so this summit is gonna be big. It's the first of a series that's gonna go. We doing four throughout the year. You know, the aim, the, the long term aim for it is to become an actual show, you know, that's powered by youth, where youth is running every part of it, you know what I mean? That's how we started. (laughs) That's how we started by, I had summer program, I was like, he was starting his career in finance, I'm like, yo, I need you to come teach financial literacy to our our kids, because they were going out and finding internships, and they were getting paid at the end of it, and so I was like, this is the first time they're coming in contact with money, let's teach them about money. Yeah. And so at the end of it, it was like, yo, we got $500. Yo, am I going to go buy, like, the new J's so I can go back to school fresh? Yeah. Or am I going to try to start a business? So that's crazy. Like, that's what y'all yeah, at. Right, this is right. the synergy, man. Yeah. Exactly. Nah, yeah. man. It's the I, I, I appreciate y'all, brothers, man. It was, a whole lot of, it was a whole lot of good energy in the room. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like, I, I'm, just, I'm just really, really um, proud of you guys, man. And uh, like I said, anything that we can do to help. A lot of times people like to just take, like, what can you do for me? Right. I like to ask, like, what can I do to help? Yeah. Like, so anything that we can do to help, to help you guys. I just think it's beautiful, man. We celebrate each other. That's mm-hmm. what this is about. We're able to celebrate each other, and I feel like God going to do the, do the rest. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we're we going to be good, man, because, like you said, back then, it was only one of us at the table. Mm-hmm. So they're able to stop us. We're talking about creating thousands. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's going to be the difference. So I think this is about celebrating us and moving forward and passing that wisdom down. 
Mm-hmm. New word, coopetition. Yeah, we cooperate. We compete. We coopetition. Yeah. Let's go. That's like why he's got balls. He probably yeah, he's he got a lot of balls. He's a secret assassin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a secret assassin. I was like, yo, yo, you gonna be able to talk? He's like, yeah. Sometimes I talk into the mic. I'm like, yo, <laughs> <laughs> he like Michael Jackson. When the mic come on, he go crazy. He's, 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 a, secret, he's a secret assassin. Troy, nah. about to say something? Nah, nah, it's love, man. Troy, housekeeping items? Yeah, I mean, I just want to start by saying it's Percy Miller in the flesh. Like, yeah. I, I, sometimes Percy we, Miller we, in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? In, in, in the spirit of Nipsey, like, I'm just sitting here, like, for a second, I'm like, as a fan. Yeah. Like, I, sometimes we, we we have these moments, and we kind of, like, breeze past it, like, yo, we just did this interview. But, like, I'm sitting here, like, I can't believe we in this moment. So I just want to thank you. Thank James, thank Wiles for t- having this interview with us, man. This has yeah. been incredible. Shout out to everybody that pulled up. We look like the, the Wu-Tang Kid of Financial Literacy. That's what we posted. That's what it's supposed to be. And they were like, yo, we can't miss this moment for y'all. We can't miss yeah. this moment because we gonna, I know P's going to share some stuff and James going to share and Wiles going to kick it. So thank for everybody to coming out. Um, they they flew in. Like, everybody's from everywhere, man. Yeah, yeah. Nobody lived here in Miami, but they yeah. was like, yo, y'all got this. We got to come support y'all. So shout out to everybody that's here. Yeah. And shout out to everybody that supports us on Patreon.com. That is our Proud to Pay program. Uh, you know, tier five members get access to EYL University, the number one school for business, entrepreneurship, and anything in finance, man. So shout out to all the earners that's in there. Shout out to everybody supporting the merch. Uh, it is greatly appreciated, and thank you for all your support and uh, understanding and some of the delays that we've been having. We, we greatly appreciate y'all. We love y'all. Shadi. Yeah, yeah. Well, first and foremost, like I said, thank you guys. Thank you guys for rocking with us. And, uh, of course, thank Denise. Thank uh, the whole team, everybody that's here. And uh, look forward to, you know, building this relationship and then just establishing this even further. Thank you guys for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. My graduates from my school being Forbes. Backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade, or at least grab an extra latte. After getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.